Flavor Odyssey is brought to you by Drew Estate, the rebirth of cigars, and Smokin' Cigars, voted number one in selection and customer service. A Flavor Odyssey. And now from Cigar Dojo Studio Lot B, your hosts, Robbie Raz and Randy Griggs. And the Odyssey continues. Welcome back, everybody. Welcome to Flavor Odyssey, brought to you by Cigar Dojo. I am your host, Randy Griggs. I am joined by uh, Rob Rasmussen, is what it says <laughs> on the screen. But Rob, you, you look a little different tonight. I'm still uh, I'm still trying to figure out where to put my face so I'm perfectly in <laughs> there screen. You go. That's not something that's not something that they teach you. But if my uh, my hair matches his hair, I think I'll be good. But, but yeah, uh, I'm I'm taking over for Rob. He has been uh, fired and replaced, and uh, as the boss, as everyone knows, the boss. Uh, I feel like I have that uh, I have that power and that right. But uh, you guys are actually I'm, I'm Jack Hire. I work for I work for Drew Estate, and you guys were gracious enough to invite me because we were talking. We're talking dogs. <laughs> so I decided uh, if we're taking the dog for a walk, I better be on and I better be funny. And I better, you know, <laughs> we're bringing the juice. I'm actually really excited. We had some good banter pre-show, Randy. So, I mean, and, and every each one of us said a different person was going to carry the show. So I'm fully expecting it to be just like a, a beautiful symphony of chaos in cigar mm -hmm. knowledge. I like that. I like that. So as you said, uh, our regular host, Robbie Rasmussen, is uh, doing his other gig tonight. We wish him well. Uh, we are th thrilled to have you here, Jack. Honestly, you know, when I started watching Dojo, you were the co-host. I'm um, thrilled to have you on with us tonight. Um, yeah, and don't you forget it. Yeah. <laughs> don't you forget it, Randy. We already get the comments. Oh, no, it's Jack. No. <laughs> yeah, it's like a wrestling. It's like a WWE where like, they play a guy's music, and then I come out of the tunnel and just hit uh, Robbie with a chair, and then <laughs> boom. I like. I, I love those bits. Uh, so tonight, like you said, we are uh, smoking the sun-grown dogma, the undercrown sun-grown dogma, and we are going to be pairing that with a bourbon, and it's dealer's choice for the type of bourbon. So... What are you drinking tonight, Jack? Um, I actually have tequila across the room, so absolutely no bourbon. And I actually am now realizing that it's not even close to me. So uh, water. Wow. <laughs> that's <laughs> really yeah, prepared. I'm, I forgot <laughs> that this was a pairing show. <laughs> I have some. I have some like finger foods over here. Uh, I'm pairing it with uh, some, you know. This is probably the food. easiest pairing show we've done yet. To use bourbon, <laughs> but that's alright. Yeah, I am ending. gonna. I'm going to make up. Uh, I'm drinking uh, Blanton's. That's what I'm Beautiful. drinking. Beautiful. So uh, good. Well, well, well then let, let, let me uh, update you on, on the uh, schematic of the show here. Uh, <laughs> oh, it's a pairing Jack. show? So we, we are pairing for season two. We are going through six different wrapper types. We will smoke four cigars of each wrapper type and pair it with different libations. Uh, we are working our way through the Ecuadorian Sumatra Sun, uh, sun-grown wrappers, um, and so we're really excited. Obviously, this cigar just came out uh, at the end of last month, so a little over two weeks ago, and so it was perfect timing because we we already had Sumatra on the board uh, for this uh, period of time, anyways. And you better be careful because it looks like your boss is watching. <laughs> which which one? <laughs> uh, Joe, Joe, I got us, Joe. I'm taking. We're we're gonna be on the straight and narrow. Uh -huh. Nice and nice and calm, PG-13, professional. You know me. All right. Well, uh, I myself, um, as, as many know, I, I've said many times, uh, Rob and Eric and Jordan are much more uh, knowledgeable about spirits than myself as I've spent my entire life uh, studying beer. And so I'm still new to spirits. And so I hope that, the, that I've done right by the show in picking up Colorado's own Breckenridge, 
this is a blend of straight bourbon whiskeys. And, and I love this. It's whiskey with snow milk from the Rocky Mountains. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> That's basically you know that the equivalent like of water, Coors. <laughs> like, our cans are just colder somehow. <laughs> That's, that's that's what I love about Coors. Their entire, like, it's just, like, colder. It's like, isn't that kind of up to me? Like, don't I get to pick how cold it is? Like, how do you guys know it's going to be colder? Subliminal it messaging. Place? It's cold. And they, when they would have that train, you know, those commercials where it's, like, there's just a bunch of people and they look miserable and it's hot outside. And then the train comes through and it's, like, the best thing that ever happened. And there's, like, a blizzard. And like, ah! Every single time those commercials, like, they make it look like it's in gold. It's not even, like... Anybody that's in Colorado is like, that's obviously not Golden Colorado. Like, no, yeah. Couldn't you guys have, like, <laughs> like, on top of Mount Everest? You're like, it's not that high up there. Uh, all right. Let's uh, save Eric for the end. Hey, Jordan, what are you drinking tonight? Uh, hold on. Smoking here. Oh, no. Uh, I am, right now, I'm drinking Knob Creek. Uh, single barrel is a special uh, uh, select barrel. It's a 15 year age version of it. Pretty dang tasty, but we're going to bust out the big guns in a second here. we got a few choices to choose from. Uh, Sensei, take it away. So I'm hoping that the folks on Facebook can help me if you guys are watching. I've got four choices to pick from, and that's what I'm going to pair my uh, I'm going to pair my dogma with. I got the Old Forester 1910. By the way, this is the most... Th for some reason, this seems to be the hardest Old Forester to get, unless you're going to like birthday bourbon, that's different. But I mean, like, as far as Regular old foresters, the 1910 is the hardest to get. I don't know if it's the best one, but yeah, it's very it's good. good. I think the 1920 might even be better. So we are not going to pick that one. Probably not going <laughs> to pick that one. Uh, then we have the, what Jordan just mentioned. This is one Scott Braband brought over. It's the Knob Creek Select a Single Barrel. There's only 60 of these bottles of this particular selected one. Because normally not near 15 year age. That's this, nice. This is very good. Um, the next one could be. The Willet Pot Still, very, uh, Ooh. very interesting looking decanter. It's always fun. Decanter. I always get That's a lot of. That's fun. That's fun. Yeah. <laughs> but here's the one, baby. Parker's Heritage. Ooh. So right you're here. gonna let them pick, but then you just. <laughs> <laughs> but you're gonna, gonna pick this pick. one, right, guys? Thank you. Thank. I want to thank everybody for picking the Parker's Heritage. Thank you, guys. Just uh, very nice of you guys. Wow. Well, so speaking of I'm going to down this out. and pick some of that, too. <laughs> I haven't even heard of Parker's Heritage. What? Uh, but speaking of the audience on Facebook, uh, we love to have you on here. We appreciate you tuning in. If you like the show, please give us a share. Let other people find out about Flavor Odyssey and this fun, fun pairing fiasco we have coming up today. I, I would think that the fiasco would be yeah. the best the best descriptor for what's that's, going it's, it's, it's actually real. started pretty well. I think that it's going to go downhill. I, I, I'm saying Quickly. like the 37-minute mark will be probably <laughs> when it's completely off the rails, but we're, we're fully on the rails. Yeah, Jack, I, there's I, no I, chance it'll go off the rails if you're just drinking water. Now go over there and grab that tequila. <laughs> <for time>. like, <laughs> Jeez. Yeah, I gotta, I gotta. Um, I, so I am, I am the producer of a show called Sticks and Sips. So I'm the Jordan of that show, and there's this thing that's been going on where people just send us alcohol. So I, I've been, you know, I'm a prolific alcohol drinker from back in the day. I've slowed it down a little bit, but now, thank God, I'm, I'm, I, it's yeah, thank God for for all the children of the you know Greater Dade <laughs> County, but uh, but you know now I'm just getting free alcohol and learning so much about various spirits and mezcal. I didn't even know what that was. So as far as uh, you know, some of the pairing options I have, I have so many to choose from. Isn't mezcal just the worst? Any, I have not had it, but I think you guys would like it just based uh, on based on the description. It's super super smoky. It tastes like, like a the, diesel uh, engine or something. That just, that sounds manly as hell. Are you kidding me? <laughs> <laughs> and, then, and then also, I'm in uh, my my studio, my lovely studio apartment. Um, so I can't smoke. But right before right before I was smoking one of these, and this this the Sun Dog, like the the it just has the right amount of spice. And you see the the chunk to it. It's a, it's a it's a girthy little fella, but it's got the just the perfect size actually. Because when I first saw it, I was like, ooh, that, that might be that's that's right. This is right on the edge of that that size debate for me, where it's like anything bigger than this, it's just a big cigar. But this is perfect right in there. And then you get I think with a bourbon, it'll work nice because it's got the spice. I think it might be like a rye, but I'll, I'll let you guys decide. Hey, uh, Ran Randy, Randy, I want to congratulate you. You picked a co-host who's not drinking or smoking. 
I'm limited. I'm limited. But I'm I'm gonna bring the zingers. Well, Way we're more thrilled zingers. Thrilled to have you anyways, Jack. We're thrilled to have you anyways. It pairs uh, great with water. <laughs> oh my goodness! Oh my God. Uh, it, it's not even Topo Chico. You don't, you're not even sticking with the theme of the show here. Um, but I, I'll tell you, you know, we we have talked a little bit about um, what what's going on with the dogma. As you said, this is a pairing show. We do things a little bit differently. We don't report news. We talk flavor uh, around here. And Ooh, I got, that is direct shot at Coop. <laughs> 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 Well, now we're not we're not we're not talking about news over here, right? <laughs> we're talking flavor. And we do we do a lot of teasers and uh, rumors, actually. But uh, that that being said, uh, so uh, you know, hopefully everybody tuning in uh, has been paying attention. There has been a, a huge blitz. I got to congratulate both Drew Estate and Cigar Dojo. You guys have done a fantastic job making the world know about this cigar. It, this is the first cigar release I have had friends from the beer industry reaching out to me, asking me if I could access this cigar, hoping that they could score a couple free The answer sticks. is no. <laughs> <The> answer... <laughs> I've, I've already given away half of, half of my uh, my box. But uh, but no, it's it, it's been great. I think everybody knows uh, it's coming out. Everyone knows the story. You know, Abe at Smoke In. Uh, big shout out to Abe. All of these cigars, uh, you know, obviously came from Smoke In. They, they are... Uh, a fine sponsor of our show and do a great job of uh, having a great selection there at Smoking. Um, but that being said, I'd really like to talk about the flavor of this cigar. We've been talking uh, Sumatra for the last couple of weeks already, Jack. Uh, you know, one, one of the things we had, we had Pete Johnson help kick off. Uh, oh, the I, was, I was watching. Yeah, the, the wine night. Every it was it was yeah. pinkies up, pinkies up. <laughs> well, you know what? And the Zin worked out really well because we, we have defined that uh, the Sumatra definitely adds uh, sweet and a spicy character. Uh, you know, coming coming from this and, and and trying to find the perfect pairing, uh, the Zin actually surprised me as as having a really nice combination of of the spice. <laughs> no, no, this uh, is so mean. <laughs> <laughs> Such a mean thing. I'm working right now. <laughs> you, know, you, you can blame Jordan. He's the one that puts them on the screen. <laughs> Jordan, Jordan's trolling through the comments like, yeah, that's the one. I think that's the one. I'm not going to not put that on the screen. <laughs> I don't even know what it means, but it's provocative. <laughs> Those poor podcast uh, listeners. Yeah, oh, I, yeah. I, I'd repeat it for the podcast, but uh, there might be FCC compliance <laughs> issues that I'm unaware of. I don't, I don't want to step in anything here. Yeah, we um, got to leave. We got to leave a little something, you know, if you, for our just auditory listeners. We have to leave a little something, dangle a little carrot for them. We, sh- you guys should put like little, uh, like clues in there, like after the show is over, just like whisper like a code or something for the podcast <laughs> listeners. <laughs> two, four, two, four, six, five, five, six, five, and then that way they yeah, don't feel bad about up. missing. They don't feel bad about missing the, the visual the visual like component. Like but uh, we should talk about the cigar, I guess, instead of uh, cryptic messages. I think we, we, we one of the taglines for the Sun Dog is, is or Sun Grown in general is that Sun Grown Spice. So mm. I'm not a, I'm not a huge um, like I, I think it's very valuable to know the blend, but it's like it's kind of like if somebody told you what was in a soup and they were like, mm. oh, you know that soup has some saffron in it. It's like that might be valuable, might not. But the one of the things that we do talk about with the sungrown is is this 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 one leaf of lajero from Nuevo Segovia region. So it's it's this this one leaf, and it's been aged for a long long time. And it's I think it's what kind of that's the secret sauce that 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 takes the uh, the cigar to the next level. And did I just come on the show to just get bullied for an entire hour? <laughs> Uh, people are great. flipping Jack off for the audio <laughs> listeners. People are flipping me off. But I, I, th- I think, um, and I remember uh, when I went to my first trade show, was with Eric and Jordan in, in the legendary uh, New Orleans one, and that was 2015 Ooh. after the dogma had come out. And I remember the conversations of like, what if they're, how could you follow up the next dogma? And at that point, the sungrown wasn't even out. But then, you know, flash forward to the sungrown coming out and just kind of the, box press and the, the spice on this cigar it kind of creates this it's like you know i always used to have a um a, seg- a segment on my cigar reviews when i was a cigar dojo reviewer called what's he doing this is kind of like salsa dancing this cigar like you got like a, a loose flowy shirt and then those like dancing pants you know the dancing pants you're doing like the, that's what this cigar is kind of like the dancing pants like you're 
that's what that's what this cigar's got going for it. It's kind of like the salsa dance. Our our reviews have been sorely lacking the what's he doing section. It was just such a hit. I could throw some. I could just throw some idea, but you guys would have to actually write it. I could be like, uh, on a Vespa in Spain, go. That's it. That's the cigar. <laughs> Yeah, you can collect uh, any cigar you want. That's, that's <laughs> any of them. Vespa, Spain, go. I I get uh, a lot of uh, red pepper flakes on the start of this, like you know what you put on your pizza. Kicks off with a little zing. It's a it's a runner. It's it's got some some zing to it. Now I would be interested to hear you guys that are actually doing the show correctly and smoking and drinking simultaneously. What is the what is the does the bourbon complement the spice would a, would a different pairing be better what are you guys thinking at this early stage well you know what's funny jack that you bring that up is like this so this parker heritage jordan wasn't this aged in um okay there's an orange component to yeah this there's one. an orange component Parker's heritage this. is different every time um finished in orange curaco is that how you say that barrels okay so uh, uh no, knowing that this is the interesting thing like sometimes the um sometimes the Bourbon will bring something out of the cigar, but in this case, Jordan, I don't know if you agree with me or not, but it feels like the cigar is really bringing that orange flavor out of this bourbon. Mm. Like I can, I have, I haven't even taken a sip yet of this. I, I just finished the Knob Creek, so I'm not quite there yet. I can noticeably taste that orange zesty flavor, and I don't remember that in this Parker Heritage before. I remember liking this Parker Heritage a lot, Parker's Heritage a lot. But you know, barely being able to taste that orange flavor. But now with this cigar, like I can taste the orange flavor dramatically. Well, I'd, and it, I'd like to see you, you it, know, try this. I, 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 it's a flavor component that I would like to be in the cigar as well because you have uh, like cinnamon, nutmeg type stuff going on, and that it would it seems like it would fit perfectly. Right, and so it, this is a rare case where I think the cigar is really complementing this particular bourbon okay. a lot. That's Fair interesting. Uh, I believe the correct pronunciation is uh, Curacao. Curacao. Oh, you've been sitting on that one. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> on that one for five minutes, you jerk. Well, you know, it's <laughs> got uh, the the C has got one of those squigglies underneath it. I don't know what that yes. means. Yeah, that, oh, the that, underneath that, squiggly. The under, that, yeah, that, that's it, the proper term. Yeah, that, you pronounce yeah, that, that with a soft th, like. That's like a Barcelona. Not actually at all. Like a Mamona. But uh, but but Curacao is is actually a, a sweet orange liqueur, and so that that's pretty interesting that they've aged that in a in a sweet orange liqueur barrel. It's pronounced liqueur. Uh, yeah, and, and, and that little accent is a is a French accent. I used to know the name of the accent itself. Squiggly. Of course you did. Yeah. <laughs> of course but, you uh, did. Uh, so I, I'm not picking up on the citrus component in in the cigar. So I I would I would uh, well, venture I, a guess that, I, that that's I, just carrying over from the bourbon. No, yeah, that's what I was saying. Yeah. I I think that that would go well with the profile I get in the cigar. I don't get I don't get citrus naturally in the cigar. Right, right. Well, I'll will tell you, you know, of of the you know, this is the third Sumatran wrapped cigar we've s- smoked for these episodes. I would say that this one. Has slightly less sweetness than some of the previous ones that we smoked, and it has a little bit more reminiscent of that graham crackery yes. uh, yep. uh, character, and and that's something that I always thought about the the sun grown in general in all vitolas, and really enjoyed. Uh, you know, the first time I ever, um, the first time I ever smoked a sun grown, I loved that uh, sun uh, that uh, graham cracker character. Um, but you, you're right. You definitely do get the spice. I think uh, I'm with Jordan that it is a little bit more of that uh, flaked red pepper uh, than the black pepper in in some of the other versions that we've smoked so far. Eric, Eric where, where do you fall on the spice on this one? So I'm. This to me is all graham cracker and cinnamon, baby. Like uh, if you uh, if you've had cinnamon graham crackers, cinnamon toast crunch, that kind of thing, you're gonna get a lot of that. Um, which is a flavor that I particularly like a lot. The thing with cinnamon, uh, t- you know, toast crunch, Jordan, you got to be oh. careful if you if you let that go too long. Oh man, well, uh, golden gram. That's, I mean, a, that's all, a razor's every, edge. Every golden cereal gram. has its proper. I should do. I want to do a whole blog about the amount of time the yeah. milk, the cereal should be sitting in milk per <laughs> cereal. Oh, like there needs to be a calculation on this. Like, you know, you get the crack of an oat bran. You have to leave that thing in there for like half an hour. 
I gotta say, I'll never forget the time that this first came up when I was on the show. Jordan literally just out of nowhere was like, "Don't you hate the guys that put milk in and no. just leave it in for?" Like, no, no, no. I hate you the guys that don't. There's into- there's this whole camp of people that barely even let the cereal touch the milk. They have like these special bowls where like you're sp- you like take a little dip in the milk and the cereal and like. What, what what do you have the milk in there for at all? Like you might as well just eat the cereal and have a glass of milk and drink it. You, you need the milk to soften the cereal. Now not, you don't want to soften it too much, obviously. Like you're saying, <laughs> with cinnamon toast crunch, you can over soften that cinnamon toast crunch pretty easily. I think cinnamon toast crunch is like a five minute soak. Do you see how? Do you guys see how fired up Jordan is right now? Jordan, Jordan, Jordan has these opinions or like certain things that just like take him to the edge, like like cereal. <laughs> You have like a very thinking about this. Yeah, Jordan has like a very specific ritual, right? Don't you have like a specific like pouring method where you do like four steps or something? Or am I making that up? (laughs) No, (laughs) but you don't. But you know, people always wonder how how you you know why do we why do we pour this? Why don't you pour the milk before the cereal? No, it's because I'm eat. What I'm doing here is I'm trying to consume cereal, right? I'm not. I'm not in this to. If you're in it for the milk, then you pour the milk. <laughs> yeah, come on, buddy. Then you not pour you the milk me. first. <laughs> no, no. Yeah. <laughs> and you pour some cereal to complement. Are you milk. in it for the milk? Right. I, I, I'm in it for the cereal. You just want me for my weird milk. milk, boy. <laughs> <laughs> so if that's this... why you pour the right amount of cereal first, and then milk complements it. <laughs> And then well, there's that well, whole situation, like, afterwards where, like, you're just left with milk and you're like, oh, I should add a little bit more cereal to balance this out. And then, and then you, have, you need more milk to balance <laughs> that out. And then you just end up eating cereal all day. What's the deal with is, – is Apple Jacks still around? Because that marketing mm. campaign was really interesting. They're like, all right, here's the thing. Cinnamon. And you're like, okay, what is it going to be called? Like, cinnamon so- – no, no, no. It's called Apple Jacks. <laughs> you're like, okay, but where's the cinnamon? No, no, no. It's this whole thing, right? So we have an apple and we have a cinnamon and they're racing to the cereal to like like impregnate it with flavor or something. And then you're 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 the guy that's pitching this is just like stoned out of his mind or something. And that's that's all I have to say about Apple Jacks. It's a weird it's a weird idea. Why do it? Uh, I never Why? got uh, honey smacks. Like what? Just oh. like well, some of these honey. some of these cereal I and don't I don't even I, think it's cereal. I don't want to put people down for the way they live, but some of like the <laughs> grocery store, some of like the grocery store cereals, oh it's like I wouldn't feed that to my dog. Like there is, <laughs> there is some absolutely atrocious. Oh well, especially you don't even put it in a box. It's just like a, it's like a trash bag just full of cereal, just on the bottom shelf. And that's it's a good absurd. one. Talking about cinnamon toast crunch, that is the hardest one to imitate. Nobody's ever, ever even come close. <laughs> like you, can, he's not just a cinnamon. Crisp. We, yeah, we, there's a science behind it. We there definitely got to start a new blog where George yeah, just we, <laughs> I ran it was, it was, cereal. For anybody that had the over under on 37 minutes, it was it was 24 minutes into the show. <laughs> <laughs> we got completely off the rails. So about about a 12 minute difference. If you picked think, the over, what was wrong with you? Come on. I think that if the dogma was was cereal, it would be cinnamon toast crunch. Oh, this yeah. sun dog. Or, I mean, it's, or golden grams. You got one of the two. One of the two. Are there like rare cereals? Are there like like you know how this cigar came out? You know you got to run out and get it because it's only gonna be once a year. I think there are. Besides besides like the boo berries. Right, those are seasonal. Those, those we don't seasonal. we don't count those as limited edition because they come out on an like annual a one basis. One so drop like like it's seasonal. Oh, oh, you got the. <laughs> besides Wheaties, I mean obviously Wheaties. My dad has a like a box of Wheaties for like forty years. I always thought that was weird. Well, they do have those. They do have limited edition. They have like those uh, Simpsons boxes. Like I was at the antique store the other day. They had boxes of Simpsons cereal in there. Like, they're selling them. They have some, like, limited edition stuff. I love that you found the cereal box, like, <laughs> section, section of, of the of antique the store. Yeah. Well, naturally. And, and that's, <laughs> naturally. naturally. You, know, you know how some guys, uh, you know, when their child is born, they'll get a box of cigars and they'll smoke, they'll smoke one on the, you know, on the first night. And then when the, the child turns 18, uh, they'll, they'll, you know, smoke the cigar with him. What if you did that with with cereal? Like you just you just you know the first, you have like a tiny little bowl, and then 18 years later you're just eating just dust. <laughs> guys, you know, follow, Robbie's, follow me here, guys. Robbie's watching. We should probably tighten hey, up the screws. Robbie, <laughs> Robbie, we 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 this show desperately needs you. <laughs> That's one thing that we've learned. Or desperately doesn't need me. I think that might be the, <laughs> that might be the uh, conclusion there. 
Well, I, I'll tell you, I think that this is, uh, I think Graham Cracker, uh, what was the series? Golden Grams, Eric? Golden Grams is, is one of them. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that, that's a, that's a perfect explanation for this cigar. I, I, I was wondering though, Jack, so you working at DE, you get a chance to smoke sun grown on undercrown, uh, with frequency. Have you done a lot of side-by-side with other Vitolas and the Dogma? Would you say that you notice a significant difference from this Vitola? Obviously, it's so fat and box-pressed, unlike anything else in the line. Uh, How how would you say it differs from the rest of the line? I think some of the the smaller ring gauges, you kind of get like a little little more of just a pure wrapper, and it's, it's kind of like elegant and a little more refined and something that you could pair with like a nice, uh, maybe a more tame spirit, but I think with the Sundog, just the the size really changes it, just in the box press. So that extra, all that extra filler tobacco, and especially some of the, that Nicaraguan kind of spice, I think that really, you know, and I amped up is like the most used term, especially when we're talking dogmas, but it really does add that kind of extra, like some of the subtle spiciness is is kind of a little more. I wouldn't say in your face in like an offensive way, but it's like definitely prominent and prevalent and it's not, it's not messing around. Now it's not, I would say that the, the Sundog for me is not like a totally like knock you on your butt, like full strength as far as nicotine cigar. But I think the flavor is medium to full to full at times. And it's one of those, sometimes you're smoking a cigar and doing something else and you just smoke a cigar. You're not really tasting anything. The Sundog is one of those. You're kind of like, I'm, I'll be like typing like, and you take a puff and you're like, Ooh, you know, you do that with that. Oh, Hey, now I have I can totally see that question that you probably won't know the answer to, but I'll throw it out there. The, the, sun grown blend has a unique Nueva Segovia leaf in it because of this amped up ring gauge. Is there any, do we have an increased amount of that or do we know? I'm not going to make it up because I totally don't know. Um, so I'm just going to say I'll, I'll ask Willie and he'll, he'll tell me, but actually, no. Yeah. It's, it's got like 45 leaves of the Nuevo Segovia. Oh like, yeah. Yeah. I can taste we it. Put, we put, you know, the, you know, the shrink laser from honey. I shrunk the kids. We actually take an entire pilone and then shrink it down really small and then <laughs> sprinkle it in there. So it's almost, I don't even think, the I don't even think. The entire pilone of that mm-hmm. tobacco is in this cigar, in every yeah. cigar. And I really hope that at this point, <laughs> Joe has something else going on or has left because that is not even kind of, kind of true. But uh, if, if we can please put any comments at Joe Grow. <laughs> He's been strangely silent. Joe, I silent. think that I, Joe, I think that I read about the honey I shrunk the kids laser at some at some point. So if that's, don't quote me on that specifically, but prob probably, yeah. It's in there. But that's kind of that's kind of some that's, that's some of the great cigar stories of how cigars were made. Some of them I don't have any specific examples, but some of them it's like we were bungee jumping on the coast of Hawaii and a bat landed on our boat. And he was holding just this one leaf of tobacco, and that <laughs> is how. And you're like, you, you didn't, you didn't just go to like the guy that buys all your tobacco and just say like, hey, do we, do we have anything cool? He's like, yeah, no, try this. I think that's probably more likely. <laughs> I've got so, some sexy photos. Uh, well, we've seen these before, but they're sexy, and I want to show them. Oh, as you should. This is a gorgeous. The presentation in general. Again, we've talked about this being. What is the official ring gauge of, the, of this? What's what do you, what's mean, what do you mean official? It's a it's a five by it's a fifty four. Fifty four. I, I I just wonder because it's clearly wider on one side <laughs> of the box press than the other. It's not like a square. It's more like a rectangle. You gotta do like the, the well, like so the, is uh, the original radius. You gotta do like the radius. So it's yeah. it's uh it's from the center uh to the shortest side, I think, or something. Okay. Square. Why would we? So you're. I, I don't like the tone of that, Randy. Are you implying <laughs> something? The original no. was mu- even more oval. Oval is that ovalescent? Well, 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 can I say ovular. that? Ovular. <laughs> <laughs> Ovulopian. That's it. <laughs> Nailed it. So, so I'll, I'll tell you though. To me, you know, I smoke a lot of DE cigars. Um, you know, you guys have such a massive portfolio of of excellent cigars. This one really stands out as not that others don't, but this one stands out as something that's somewhat unique in the portfolio. Do you guys use the Ecuadorian Sun Grown on other cigars? Um, for for the sun grown, this one, I think that this is, 
I think maybe there's a there's also a La Vieja Habana that has the same wrapper, but um, I'm not gonna also lie and say that I know every single one. But these the sun grown, I, I have no idea. No idea. <laughs> yeah, this one seems we tried. unique in the portfolio. There's, there's like there's like two other ones. We make we have a lot of cigars. Yeah. I don't know if you've know nothing that I can uh, think of off the top of my head. Joe, please help. Randy, <laughs> did you did you already say what uh, bourbon you? Oh, you have the Breckenridge. Sorry. Yeah, I'm, how's it I'm doing? With Breckenridge. Uh, it's good. It doesn't have um, it doesn't have a lot of complexity that I was hoping for. This is a pretty straight. Corn bourbon, it's uh, it's very, it's got a sweet character to it. Uh, not a whole lot of layers. I think I'm probably gonna switch up here. Um, uh, it, yeah, momentarily. I mean, what do you, what beer are you drinking? I, I see you sneaky pulling double double duty. <laughs> as 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 many that watch this show know that I'm often double and maybe even triple fisted. I'm I'm going with the California Common again. Uh, it's a it's a light, basically amber lager. Has a little bit of sweetness, a little bit of caramel character coming from the grain. Um, and this is actually, to me right now, pairing a little bit better with this cigar than my bourbon. But uh, but I have another bourbon on deck here that we're gonna give a give a whirl to. The, the uh, Colorado whiskeys get all this attention for some reason, and you know they're they're all right. They're just all right. Oh, Stranahan's is legit. Come on. Hey, but it's Come not on. bourbon though. It's sure. it's just whiskey. And you know we at Laws gets a lot of attention. It's all right. I mean. In my opinion, bourbon needs it should be Kentucky straight, and there's like three distilleries that do it. Jordan's right. a purist. Yeah, well, Jordan Jordan is an opinion guy, and I respect and I respect it. You know, he's got. I'll never forget Jordan hating the movie Mulan, and never he never saw it. He goes, "That's a terrible <laughs> movie." He goes, "Mulan." He goes, "That sucks." Goodbye. I was like, "Well, when was the last time you watched it?" Oh, I've never seen it. Well, just. <laughs> <laughs> I saw the preview. Come on, I read. I, I read the script. That's all I needed to know. It says something about marketing, really, which is something that I pay a ton of attention to. There's, uh, there's multiple beers uh, over the course of my career. I've had a lot of people tell me, like, oh well, obviously everyone knows that uh, Pliny the Younger is the best beer. I said, oh, where, where'd you get it? Did you go to Santa Rosa? Go to the brew pub and pick that up? Oh, I've never drank it, but everyone knows it's the <laughs> best. <laughs> What the heck are you talking about? Um, so but, I, a, I, but a guy I know. <laughs> he, he did. You know what he like. <laughs> no, no, he <laughs> Jordan, Jordan won't watch any movie unless he's read the full Hollywood script. <laughs> yeah, yeah he's, he's, a, uh, he's a real uh, a grinder. I like that idea that Jordan Jordan's like a executive producer or like a talent agent. And he just goes through and it's just terrible. <laughs> you know when Jordan you know when you got Jordan when he hits it and I've started to do it since That's you know the uh, amazing amount of the what do you get something like that? You gotta come on. <laughs> it's something I've I've argued with Jordan for so long in my life now that I know I da, 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 da. <laughs> I, I was thinking about something earlier when I, I did do my I did do my research to an extent where I smoked this cigar uh, immediately preceding the show. And you ever have cigars where you like want them to taste a certain way? Like before I smoked this for the first time, I was like, oh, this better like this better be. And you're just really in your brain trying to like put a flavor into the cigar. Does that ever happen to you guys? Oh, yeah. All the time. Like the first time you're smoking something, you're like, Oh, this better be uh, and and the, the the sundog really does have that that ampiness. It would be kind of cool if we could if we could like just like one out of the box just be like fifteen times stronger. I don't think that people would <laughs> like that. But what if you did that? Like just like just like one, but nobody knows which one it was. And when it gets so you, you smoke you smoke one of them and you just like <laughs> pass out. out. What I what I well, love you, about you, this smoke though is I think. Even more so than you know the Corona or whatever other size, is it? It just goes right away instantly. It's full flavor. Doesn't take, it doesn't take any time building up or anything. Just boom. No. Yeah, you don't. You don't. You gotta take it out to a movie. Yeah. Get popcorn. <laughs> it's ready to go. <laughs> Cut and light. You had to you go all a, the way there. Didn't you? you got a babysitter tonight. You gotta get. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know how hours you do any type of content. Man. You, I yeah, want to, I want to say that you invited me. <laughs> this was not like I called you and was like, 
Hey, Randy, I'm thinking I should come on the show and talk. This is exactly exactly what you think is happening. I didn't realize that you were going to show up without any liquor, without any cigars. You were just going to be there. I have with... the I have the cigars. Okay, but I can't I can't smoke them. That's the issue. Now, Daniel Martin saying, when will these be available again? They technically haven't even yes. launched yet. Yeah. So so we yeah, did we did the uh, so so the release with smoking was not was not the full full run of them. So that was just the the first portion was released. We did two hundred boxes oh, pre-sale. The pre-sale kind of thing. So these actually all DDRP accounts. So if you if you want to go to our website, we have a list of all of our Drew Diplomat retailers. That's our program, and uh, there's actually 1,500 boxes of these. So most most DDRPs across the country will probably get a couple, uh, probably a couple of these. Um, and Steven Steven's making some boot references. I actually have the boot across the room. That would have been a great idea, but. Uh, so there, there. These will be kind of like uh, a little more scarce than the than the dogma is, but it's kind of in that same vein where where once a year we kind of switch up the packaging on the dogma, make it kind of collectible, cool, and then it's out there. So like in theory, you should be able to go to you know now this is selling pretty well. So but you should be able to go to your local brick and mortar if they're DDRP or Drew Diplomat retailer. So if they sell like Liga Provada, they'll probably have the uh, sundog and i've seen people are starting to smoke it like crazy so it seems like i mean come on if we through uh, estate and cigar dojo working it's together come on, yeah. that's how we do it jack let's... I, this cigar i know this cigar better than like members of my family we've <laughs> talked about <laughs> jack let's let's uh, talk about that boot real quick just think about this for a second the whole covid scare had already started it had already started it was like uh working at yeah, actually eric you keep going i'm going to go grab the actual boot yeah so grab the you... actual boot the, the 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 covid scare had sort of already started throughout the the world but you know it was it was early and me and jack were in uh, uh on safari in nicaragua and jack had got this little tiny uh, cowboy boot that he was going to you know use as a, a beer koozie which is a great idea, by the way. But by by the end of Safari, like literally everybody on Safari is drinking, passing around a single cowboy boot and drinking out of it. It's just funny to think, Jack, that that was like during COVID and we were passing around a cowboy boot drinking out of it between a bunch of people that we didn't even know. Yeah, well, this there she this, is. Uh this this dream came to us many years ago. Oh um, yeah, that was on like a previous Safari. Yeah, this was on the, the like that was like 2015 maybe, but we you know when I go to Nicaragua I become kind of like a uh, a Tonya seeking like like <laughs> demon magnet like yeah Tonya seeking demon and, and Tonya is a, a banshee is is a beautiful spear or a beautiful beer that is basically water with just like a like that's water that's kind of walked by some sort of grain and fermentation. But I, I wanted. I walked into a leather store, and I had I had a koozie that I've been just hot swapping. And I walked into the leather store, and I said, "Oh, can you make a cowboy boot for this?" And like it was translating terribly. So I wanted to put a beer in the boot, and it was just tra- and like Eric Espinosa is like. Well, bro, he can't. He can't do that, bro. I don't, I don't <laughs> and then, but the guy's looking at. It, he's like, "You want a little boot?" And I'm like, "I want it like this, like a, like that." He didn't know what you were using thing. it for. Yeah, and he's just like, "You want a boot for that?" And I'm like, "I only need one." And this guy's just looking at me like, "That's perverted, bro." <laughs> and then Eric Espinosa. Can you imagine Eric Espinosa trying to translate this in the middle? I, I don't think he actually even even tried. He's like, no, bro, he, he can't make the boot. So <laughs> flash forward to this year, Eric and myself and, uh, you know, uh, some of our friends from Copper Canyon and, and uh, Bob, the cigar guy and, and Chief Finley, uh, the, the Bob, the cigar guy guys, uh, we got the boot. And immediately when you see a vessel like this, it starts as something kind of innocent, like, oh, let's just put a beer in it. And then it's like, oh, let's put a beer in it, but, like, in it. <laughs> so we started, we started on, a, on a hell path towards just drinking. And there was, at one point, like, there's, there's beer, like, dripping out of the inside of it. I think that I, that's why none of us could get COVID is because we just had, like, leather dye inside of our bodies that, like, 
like it cleansed us and uh <laughs> And, and Jack, we're we're not even hundred percent sure that that boot was new. So who knows? I mean, there. <laughs> no. Yeah, yeah I, I bought a. Ch- we we drank like sixteen beers out of a child's cowboy boot in Nicaragua, which is, which is maybe the second most interesting uh, Central American story in my life. So, I think I think the moral of the story is I just need to stay away from Central America. <laughs> Full stop. <laughs> I disagree more. Uh, I think we need to see Jack on a regular, like, weekly trip. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah I'm totally. going be, to become, like, a Costa Rican military general one trip, just on a whim, just, like, you know, drink too much rum. I almost fell off of a waterfall that one time. I was that thinking came about... up on our uh, Smoke Night Live uh, episode, if, I, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, it, pro- it probably did. I mean, I, there is a... But the, the moral of the story is... I, and we were talking about it back then, Eric. This was like in a pre-COVID world where like like it was kind of a joke. Like, ha, right. <laughs> you know. Oh. And then you were, we were joking around about like, oh, we're, can you believe some people don't want to fly right now? And it's been like six months later and it just seems like uh, we've been just, just thoroughly punished. But I have this boot. And I think actually I haven't had a decent night's sleep since this has been like sitting over my head on my belt. <laughs> it's haunting. It's been like it's been like haunting me for for months. Uh, I, somehow I think you're even uh, you're a little more tame in Nicaragua than Honduras, though. Oh yeah, that could be. Well, I think it's. You I go think north. It's, the further north you get, gets a little. Yeah, weird. well, you know I can't. Some of the some of the things that I did that I don't remember in Honduras. I should be in that one prison that's outside of Don Lee, like the world's oh. most dangerous prison. <laughs> it's like right there, like <laughs> ten minutes outside of the city. Can you imagine a Brazilian Jack? Oh, jeez. I mean, <laughs> if you send me forty bucks, you might get some pictures. <laughs> 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 we could we could talk about that offline. With with that <laughs> note, we'd like to thank our show sponsor, Drew Estate. Oh yeah, let's <laughs> let's get into it. Now I want to preface this. I want to preface this with um, Randy. So Randy likes to do a thing where he just calls me and it just gets sassy with me over various. Like if it's a call from Randy, he's just fired up about some sort of thing, and I know I have to just clear like forty-five to ninety minutes, and Randy and I are just going to go on like a journey. So Randy's kind of getting sassy with me, and he's like, "What's it going to take for me to get like an ad read out of you guys?" Like, and I said, "Okay." I so, sorry, you know, that's on me. It should have happened a long time ago. But I kind of gave him exactly what he was asking for. So, Randy, please, please, please. <laughs> well, we at please. Flavor Odyssey are happy to be presented by our friends at Drew Estate. Drew Estate has cigars for every kind of cigar smoker, whether it is something sweet for the heat, like Deadwood Sweet Jane, or something refined and Cubanesque, like Herrera Esteli. Or something to celebrate every special occasion in life, like Liga Privada. Wow. Drew Estate has you covered. You can find Drew Estate anywhere that cigars are sold. Head to DrewEstate.com forward slash store locator to find the shop nearest you and experience the rebirth of cigars. Wow. Yeah, I, I, was... I, feel like, I feel like there's a bit missing, Randy. I think... <laughs> I think... I think you didn't go. I, I'm gonna. I'm gonna go ahead and ask that you read the the entire. The original. The, what was the missing part that you? Yeah, so th- there, there was some nonsense <laughs> about you having a great head of hair, and and I do, I do think that Jack Hire is a great, great uh, addition to Drew Estate, and think he has a fabulous head of hair but i have truncated the live a little bit more realistic as the weeks have progressed i totally forgot about this i i don't even think that i told jordan you and you or eric about this but so uh i'm a baseball fan robbie is also you know obviously a huge baseball fan stinking works for the giants um so the rockies and the giants were playing they're playing a four-game series so i text robbie and i go hey how about a little mayor's bet and the first thing he responded with was, "Whose number is this? I don't have it saved. I'm not even kidding. Who this? So that that was that was New pretty phone. brutal. Who this? That was pretty brutal. And now I like to um, I like to jab at Robbie. We have a, a tumultuous relationship. So, as Drew Estate is a sponsor, we we became a sponsor of the show around the same time I got hired, or I think right before I got hired. You got Jack hired. So I. I got Jack hired. So I like to refer to myself as the boss, like like that I have some sort of like overarching like role in this show, like I'm in charge of of something. 
Now, I, I think I would think that Robbie's not thrilled about that, or maybe I've created this, but here was the bet. <laughs> so I said, if the if the Rockies lose the series, so if the Giants win, I will never refer to myself as the boss in any capacity ever again. However, if the Rockies <laughs> win, I get to choose the cigar he smokes on a future, like, way down the road wild card episode. Wild card, yep. So, lo and behold... The Rockies freaking beat the tar out of the Giants. It wasn't even. A, and and now I will say Gabe Kapler, best manager in the history of baseball, obviously <laughs> not his fault. But I, I think that the audience should kind of help me out here in in a future episode. Drop in the comments what you think um, we should make. We should make Robbie smoke now. Oh, cold infusion. Make, cold infusion. Yeah, I was going to say, do we want to make him smoke something? I was thinking something I, like that, I think too. waif. It has to be waif-sized. Oh, yeah. Waif. Oh, you know what I'm talking I about? Just, he, has, he has to smoke. He has to smoke like 15 waves. That's kind of a good idea. We could make him try to smoke like through an entire. We have uh, these C notes that are like really, really tiny. They're almost like little tiny, like uh, like cigarette sized. Uh, it's just one leaf and some tobacco rolled up in there. We could make him smoke like a pack of C notes or something like that. <laughs> we uh, also do have some like rather gigantic. Like we could have him smoke an egg. Mm. That wouldn't be the worst mm. idea. Something a little, you know. Those burn little, fight fantastically, by the way. It's, you, it is a marvel of a go cigar. Go through that so thing, now, it'll just, the ash will look exactly like that egg all the way to the end. So um, mm. Bob, the cigar guy, started on that same trip. He smokes a cigar. He calls it safari style. Now, it's something somebody's done before, but you smoke a cigar backwards. So so you take the cigar, you cut it, and then you, you smoke it wrong on purpose. Now, there was a guy, and I, I know it's been done before, that smoked one of those eggs, and he called it scuba style. So he punched a hole in the middle. And then lit both ends at the same time. And so oh it, like, said Trifecta. It, he said it was like one of the most It's like uh, Pineapple Express. Yeah, yeah, the cross drawing. <laughs> I thought, you know, you gotta you gotta be a special kind of like bored to like invent new ways to smoke a cigar. Yeah. Now I've done the I've done the waif. Um, yeah, that's what I was gonna say. Waif Wolverine uh, I, claws. I had three waifs and I and I put them like this and then I smoked them all like like at the same time like. That was pretty cool. Everyone <laughs> said I was pretty cool at the time. They did, they did. By everyone, do you mean when you looked in the mirror, you told yourself? I you think at pretty... least, I remember at least one guy being I, like, oh, that's pretty cool. Everybody was asleep. It was just me and Jack, just by the way. <laughs> I think that is actually also true. Well, when, when you go on, Randy, when you go on a cigar safari, you are, you are given this amazing opportunity to blend your own cigar. So it's like this once in a lifetime, like, oh my gosh, uh, I get to blend my own cigar. So this one time, if you're we lucky went, enough to get to go, you know? <laughs> I was not even a jab, but if you, but, um, so we did this, this year, uh, the second time we went, I was with the cigar dojo boys and you, everybody in your group got one of your cigars too. So you got, you all got it. You got two bundles, you got your bundle and then you got everyone in the groups and, you know, we created this group and we were all going to try them. So I decided to take like, like the T 52 wrapper and make like a waif. So I, I kind of had this, like my bundle is like this big. I don't even have any left. I just took this amazing like opportunity and just completely kind of sullied it and made a mockery. So of we it all got, away. we all got a wave. Yeah, like a T 52 waif. I still got it. This amazing. Well, how, well, how they smoke? And you said you're out of them already, Jack. So it worked out. Oh, they were great. I mean, I don't think that there's a lot. Of, I don't think that we could Drew state could sell a lot of these, which is kind of the purpose. The entire purpose of our company is to try to sell cigars. But now, mm. if you get, if they put me in charge, I we would start doing crazy stuff. I mean, we would. <laughs> I don't. I think. I think that the, our mm. lawyer would quit on the first day because I'd be like, "Who cares about the FDA? We're doing. We're doing waifs. We're doing acid eggs. We're doing. I want a cigar that's a culebra, but like nine cigars wrapped in one." If Jack was in charge, it would be uh, Drew Estate, the afterbirth of cigars. <laughs> well, Jack, wow. you did come up with the box-pressed Calibra, right? That was your yeah, that invention. Was a, that was a legendary... Um, yeah, that was a legendary... Uh, Calibra, legend. and then you box-pressed the whole thing. Ah, yeah, that's genius. I think that would be kind of cool. It's pretty if cool. you could figure out a way to light all three at the same time. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, didn't Hoya recently come out with that? No. No, no. No. This is propri proprietary, Randy. They, Good. Yeah, that, if they did, I want to check. <laughs> <laughs> that, was, that was my idea. 
All right, boys. So let's get to this pairing before we before we end the show. I want to find out what. Obviously, Jack's not smoking it, but uh, Randy is. Randy, talk yes. about how these two pair. What's the flavor hook? So I'll tell you again, um, uh, the spirit that I'm drinking is fairly one-dimensional. Uh, it doesn't have a lot of the spice character. Uh, you know, last week we uh, focused on rye in the old-fashioned. That worked out so well, I ended up drinking that the rest of the week. Um, the, again, this cigar has this great light cinnamony graham crackery character that is just so fantastic i'm not sure that bourbon is the best pairing for it i'm what? gonna go thumbs down on this pairing gentlemen what? <laughs> uh, i can see where randy's coming from on that i think that maybe if um if you had a bourbon that had some more complex flavors uh, this Parker's Heritage has a lot more going on with it. Um, it does tend to uh, be strong. The, the bourbon is strong, and so it I think it can take a little bit away from the cigar. Uh, however, these two together, I do believe that the cigar actually helps out the bourbon and pulls out some of that orange flavor. And so I would go thumbs up with this because I think it's a really, really good pairing. But it's probably just because this is a really, really good bourbon and maybe randy's bourbon is just is because it's because it's one noted it isn't no. allowing the cigar to kind of do its thing that right. that'd be my my gut Phenomenal. feel on that so i will go thumbs up on this jordan what do you think i gotta go thumbs up and it's it's one of the better ones we've probably done in the season i mean fantastic wow. the I, I mean you're right the bourbon might be a t- touch stronger than the cigar uh but that's nothing to be too concerned about the uh, flavor hook. I would say would be the cinnamon, and uh, I love what you what you came up with that the that the cigar is bringing out the orange in the bourbon. You don't usually find the the cigar bringing to the drink. It's usually vice versa. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, that's I'm just digging it. I would say um, uh, as far as my pairing, not smoking and drinking just generally <laughs> as a concept. I'm going to have to go thumbs down. <laughs> I think you should probably be smoking and drinking just in general. So I think just not smoking on a show where you're supposed to be smoking or drinking on a show where you're supposed to be drinking and definitely not doing either at the same time. I would not recommend. Also, I'm also pairing with a just a, a howdy beer. Like, that's cool, I've never right? Seen that. You gotta. I, I like to find these w- stupid beers and drink them. Just a beer. Just a beer. Just a beer. You need to have like. I like to have three part pairings. You know, you have your cigar and your 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 whatever. Your, that's your primary pairing. Your bourbon or whatever. And then you and then you have like a PBR or something on the side to just cleanse the palate. Three part pairing. It's a, it's, a, it's a good move. You know, and it's something I'll say about the cigar before we wrap up here. Um, that Jack mentioned. It's it's not full bodied. It's not it's not high in nicotine. Uh, this is a cigar that can be appreciated by someone that hasn't necessarily like uh, found their palate necessarily with with all the flavors in tobacco. This is a very approachable, easy starter cigar. But still, for someone like myself who smokes big, bold cigars on, with frequency, this has a ton of flavor. It's very, very flavor forward, very approachable. Uh, I absolutely love the Sun Grown, honestly. Um, and it's going excellent with my beer. Had the beer that I'm drinking been the actual pairing, it would have got a strong thumbs up as I do have a little bit of caramel sweetness coming from the malt character in the beer. Um, that's going really nicely with, with the cigar and allowing that cinnamon character to uh, really resonate. That's coming exclusively from the cigar. Unfortunately, uh, my, my bourbon choice wasn't uh, on par this evening. So I'll, I'll work harder at that. Uh, <laughs> Randy, Randy. What uh, a disappointment. Randy, hold on. Uh, you brought up a good point, too, uh, just a second ago that I wanted to bring up earlier and I kind of forgot was the nice thing about uh, the Sun Grown Dogma is, like, there's a lot of cigars. Like, take a League of Nine. Like, a, a League of Nine, you're going to want that, like, later in the evening. Like, that's, like, your finish cigar. Like, that's, that's like, an ultimate kind of celebratory type cigar. The... A sun-grown dogma. This is an any time of day smoke. Drink. Oh yeah, you can smoke this. You can smoke this early in the morning with coffee, and I think it would pair well. It, and you could smoke it at lunch with whatever. But you can also smoke it at night and then appreciate it like right now with this fancy bourbon. Like it, 
it is a bit of a chameleon type cigar where you can enjoy it's, it with almost it's very anything. flavor forward. It's not right. it's not uh, the as nicotine heavy as the Dogma Maduro, I would say. Right. And the audience is chiming in that uh, they're digging the pairing so far. We got Bill Powers doing a Elijah Craig uh, single barrel. He's digging it, and then we got Stephen Moses doing the Buffalo Trace. Uh, we've got a few comments coming in about the uh, and the guys are digging it. Hey Jordan, just real quick, while, since we're kind of talking about bourbon, um, talk about like really good uh, accessible bourbons that guys could get. That I, I don't. I mean, we don't want to go into like the pappy thing because you just can't get it or whatever. Can't but talk about a few, two or three that you can uh, that like guys what, might want to try. What kind of range are we talking about? You know, we're talking twenty to fifty dollar kind of stuff that's accessible and uh, and really good because there's a lot of guys that are kind of new to bourbon. They think Scotch, right? But right. we're, Lo- we're uh, I say so. low end. Go with Old Forester hundred proof. That's like twenty six bucks. Um, getting a little higher, I'd go Elijah Craig. That's like thirty bucks. Um, you could get uh, Henry McKenna. It's getting a little harder to find, but that would be like the next, maybe the next step up. Um, and then in the higher range, let's say, eh, the higher range, things are kind of hit or miss. You got the four roses. Being able to find um, stuff. That's that's like the hidden gem for me. Is like. Uh, Four Roses, not single barrel. You'll see single barrel everywhere. It has the single barrel has the leather strap around the neck, but then it's kind of confusing because then it's Four Roses single barrel barrel proof. That's the one you want to find because Four Roses is pretty unique in that they have, um, I think they have five different um, recipes with two different uh, yeast strains. So you actually have like ten different fully unique recipes, which most. Um, most distilleries have like two or three, so with that you you can tr- you can get not only the single barrel that's you know that differentiates one from the next. Uh, the proof can be wildly different from one to the next because it's barrel proof. So you can have some that are from 100 proof to 120 proof, and then you're dealing with every single recipe, which they'll have you know they have a little code like ECSB, and then you so you can kind of track down each and every recipe, and that I think that's like the most fun. It's it's good almost every single time, and it, it's a fun one to find. That one really sort of brings the craft element into it because they're all so different, and you can find one that. So that, that one has no leather strap. Maybe that you like, and in, in other ones that you love, and other ones that you don't like so much, but they're all in that same family. Um, so yeah, that's that's a good little primer if you're if you're not too sure about what bourbon to pick. Those are some good suggestions. Of course, if you can never find Booker's, you can't really find it anymore. But you can't go wrong with Booker's. Get Come out. Of here. I mean, God, ah! Well, we do have a ton coming up uh, on Cigar Dojo programming over the next week. Uh, I'll throw out there, so please join us next week, uh, Wednesday at 9 p.m. Eastern Time. For Flavor Odyssey, we will be smoking the final of our four Sumatran-wrapped cigars with the Oliva V. Melanio, and we will be pairing that with a Sumatran coffee, black Oh, yes. I like that idea. So, so you get to pour it, how, you get to uh, brew it how you want, right? Randy, you'll be doing that here Absolutely, in studio, right? Well, that was the that was the <laughs> the, the big news is that I'm going to be brewing will... for you this time. You don't? Yes, I'm, I can't I'm wait. treating you. So, so next week's Flavor Odyssey, we will be airing. Uh, we will again be without our uh, infamous host, Robbie Raz. But I personally will be in studio with Eric and Jordan in Denver, Colorado, outside of Denver, Colorado. And we will be uh, airing from there with a whole slew of programming to follow Wednesday's show. Eric, can you tell us a little bit about next week's program? All right. So first we'll start with uh, this Friday night. We have Jose Blanco on the show. Get this. Oh, come on. Get this. Jose- Is he doing it from Macedonia? Yeah. So, so Jose Blanco is doing the show from Macedonia. And... Macedonia and <laughs> did I say Macedonia? <laughs> Macedonia. Oh, Macedonia. That was hey, Macedonia. Hey. The homeland that of was, Macedonia. That was my Italian coming out of me. But uh, so it, for Jose, it's three a.m. So he'll be. <laughs> You're kidding. No, he'll be. He'll, That's so. He said. He said that. I kind of hope that he. Yeah. I kind of hope that he's just like like in bed still. Like yeah. he's just like. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> So that's that's going to be interesting. He says he's going to go to sleep for a couple hours and then he's going to wake up for the show. I have no idea if he's <laughs> actually going to wake up. So it's it could kind it, of a jerk. 
move on your part. Did you know that he was in there? Like, how did that how did that booking come to be? Well, like, do I you hate, do you hate Jose Blanco secretly and you just <laughs> want him to, like, wake up in the middle of the night? I, I told him, I was like, Jose, we don't have to do this. Like, we, you know, like, you can get out of this. Just say no. But he was like, no, no, I really want to do the show with you. And so so that'll be Friday night. And then next week, of course, uh, what Randy said, uh, Flavor Odyssey on Wednesday. But then it's Rocky Mountain Cigar Fest, the virtual edition There'll be no Smoke Night Live next Friday because we'll just be hanging out with the folks that travel in. But then Saturday, this is August 29th. Get this, we're gonna have three shows, and oh, I should have I should have all the guests. Hold on, I do have all the guests ready. I know, I know at least two of them. Yeah, the first show will be at 11 a.m. Mountain Time, and of course that's the Drew Estate show. So Jonathan Drew, I think Willie Herrera, I think Pedro. Uh, and then uh, Juan Martinez from Hoya de Nicaragua will be on. Nice. Uh, that'll be a, an amazing show. Randy will be co-hosting with me in studio on that day. Because as you guys know, unfortunately, Rocky Mountain Cigar Fest got canceled, which is a super drag because it's the best event in the world, but it got canceled. And then show two will be an hour later. And on show two, guys, look, get this um, quick. Let me look at this real quick to so I don't get it wrong. We have Rocky Patel, Bobby Newman, Rafael Nodal. We have Tommy Lazuka, and I think also Christian Eroa. Sick bomb. Get out of here. And Nick Perdomo, oh. all on one show. <laughs> that that <laughs> show what? is, yeah, that's a, <laughs> an amazing show. And it's then like seven hours long. Yeah, and then uh, finally we'll wrap it up with the third show, which will be Alan Rubin. Um, it'll be Matt Booth, Eric Espinoza. Juan Cancel will be here in studio. Oh, man. And Terrence Uh-oh. Riley from Aganorsary. That's going to be a rowdy show. So we decided to end with Super you, Rowdy. You decided to make that one last. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I would put that one first so you no, get Juan. No. <laughs> we, don't, we don't want corporate Juan. We want... Uh, you want, like, you want like altitude, like, altitude full, full boat. Full tilt. <laughs> so next... Did you take out an insurance policy on the studio? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Uh, next Saturday, uh, the 29th of August, is going to be an absolutely epic event of, of live uh, broadcasting that will probably put us off the air forever, but it's going to be amazing. So, One time early on, in, if, you, if you go back in the Dojo Smoke Night Live YouTube history, you can go all the way back to like 2013, and we were going to have this show kind of like this oh with like every single guy in the whole industry in there, and then the just the internet... You know, this is tw- like 2013. They didn't have internet back then. It uh, crapped out, and so we just had Jack pretend like he was all of the characters that we were going to interview. <laughs> so you can just go find that if you want to. Oh, man, my hair was crazy. I remember because it was Juan. We trusted Juan to come through on the other side. It was right. Juan's uh, Port Authority, and he goes, it'll be great. I'll get every single person in there. And then he couldn't even log on for like one second. <laughs> I, <do remember> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I think he didn't even try to be totally honest. Well, I'll tell you, I am thrilled to get to co-host such an amazing, uh, again, a cavalcade of stars, if you will, uh, as you guys do every year for Rocky Mountain. So that is going to be a fantastic event. Um, I, b- I believe, Eric, wasn't there still a package that you could buy to be part of the Rocky Mountain uh, group? I think, I think so, I think so, but I have no idea how to get that. So uh, <laughs> all right, go to the site. You go. Yeah, there's something. There's something. Good talk. Good yeah. talk. Just Google it. And you'll <laughs> get go, it. Yeah, you'll figure it out. I mean, come on. No, but we're gonna for the folks that come in. We still have we have a bunch of dojo people coming in. Like it's gonna be great. Like Kevin Acuff's coming in, and um, uh, the WB's coming in. John Parker's coming in. There's um, nice. Tanner Cole's coming in. So we have a bunch of people coming in. We also have some... Cornhole uh, tournaments galore. We, and we have some killer prizes um, brought to you by the fine Rocky Mountain Scarfest folks here in studio, sitting in a box right over there. So like, if, if the, for the guys that come in, they have a chance to win some great stuff. And we'll probably do some stuff also for folks that just tune in to watch. There's going to be some Drew Estate specials. That's why we're doing the Drew Estate show first, so that we can... You know, so that you have the entire day to get your hands on those Drew Estate specials. Um, Jack's probably like, what, really? Uh, but no. No, Eric, I was going to mention, yeah. um, we're, we're doing something pretty crazy, but we're going to tease it. And I don't even know if we we talked about this. We're going to tease it next Thursday on, we're doing a big live show, Freestyle Live. And guess who's going to be on there with me for a brief, beautiful moment? Oh, yeah, that's right, me. You are. <laughs> yeah. <I, laughs> 
So you'll get if you're wondering for what the Drew Estate deal is going to be. Well, just hold your horses, Mister. Yeah. And we'll tell you. Can't wait. That's going to be awesome. Be it's it, this is Yush. always the biggest week of the year for us. Like a lot of people would say, it would be the big show in Vegas. But for us, for the dojo, this is our week, man, because it's right here in Phenomenal. our backyard. And this year, we essentially, Jordan, we are Rocky Mountain Cigar Fest this year. Dojo, what Mountain a Cigar what a Fest. world! <laughs> yeah, imagine that. So uh, it's it's going to be fun. So Randy, thank you so much for for uh, having us uh, on tonight. And by the way, I think you know I know that your pairing wasn't great, but for me, this point this pairing was it was spot on. Wait, hold on, it was phenomenal. Yeah, yeah, phenomenal, baby, phenomenal. Phenomenal, phenomenal. No, I'm, I'm really excited. You know, I'd be remiss to not mention that uh, next Wednesday will actually be the one-year anniversary of us mm. launching Flavor Odyssey wow. as a show on Cigar Dojo. You sure? Uh, I'm absolutely positive. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> and so, you know, I couldn't be more thrilled to actually be there in studio with the with the team, I met you all at Rocky Mountain Cigar Fest when I first flew out to uh, meet you fine gentlemen. And uh, really looking what forward to goal. next week, man. It's going to be some really, really great programming. Did you just use fine and gentlemen in the same sentence with Jack involved? <laughs> <laughs> it's fine. He wasn't looking at me. I could tell he was looking at uh, other parts of the screen. It, it, was, <laughs> it was like, um, Jack, remember when we were in Pennsylvania and we saw the Gentleman's Club? <laughs> the Gentleman's Club? Oh, yeah. <laughs> we, will, we will smoke our cigars and polish our canes. I will have nothing to do with cane polishing, but, 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 but I, I am looking forward to if you guys tune in. We'll also be, you know, keep an eye out on the social uh, media world, uh, most predominantly on the Dojoverse. I will be barbecuing for everybody attending this event. Oh, I can't Ooh, wait. So, so we'll definitely be doing some videos and some posts uh, covering on some of my uh, top secret tricks and tips on barbecuing. So if you guys are interested in that, definitely worth tuning in for. All right, man, we're psyched. Here we go, folks. This is the week, baby. On that note, thank you, everybody, for tuning in. And check us out next week as the Odyssey continues.